And Jesus is the light of the world. And his love, hallelujah, love came down and, and rescued us. Aren't you glad for Jesus' love? We, we know how, that's why John 3.16 is so famous, for God so love. You think about how he loves us, that he loves us enough that he wants to spend time with us. Think about the people whom you love and whom you like to spend time with. Uh, is there a special aunt or uncle when you go to where they live, you make sure you spend time with them? Uh, that you thought that you had them all to yourself, like nobody else loved them like you loved them. Anybody had an aunt or uncle like that, that you thought you was a special one, that nobody else have them? I, I remember my bubble got busted. I, uh, uh, y'all met my, my Uncle Tommy, my godfather, and I, and I loved him because he was my godfather. Then I got a little bit older, found out he had some other godsons. My bubble was busted. I thought I was the only one. I thought I was special when nobody liked me. But yet when someone loves you, that's how you feel. You feel special. That when you're in their presence, you love being in their presence because they make you feel special. That's what God loves us for us. It makes us feel special. That we feel like nobody else has a relationship like we have with God. And we just want to be in his presence. We think about in Christmas, oftentimes we exchange the gifts, we give gifts to people, and we want them to feel special uh, with the gift that we have. We try to shop with in the intent of, to know, I gave you this gift with care, with love, and, and you hope somebody accepts the gift and, and that they don't re-gift it. Some people don't keep good track of who gives who gifts. That sometimes they re-gift people with the same gift that somebody gave them and find out, oh, I guess he didn't like what I, what I gave you because you just gave it back to me. But, you know, some people let that slide. Yet God always gives good and perfect gifts. Can somebody say good and perfect? James tells us every good and perfect gift comes from the Father up above. And so think about God gives us gifts from up high down low. And the best gift he gave us is Jesus. God blesses us in many ways. And, and many of his blessings come because of his love for us. And, and his love gives us the privilege of being in his presence. Because God loves us, he wants us to be with him. Isn't that something? That God wants us to be with him. And, and the fact, the desire that God desires fellowship with his creation, he has brought us salvation through the Son of God. And so as we celebrate Christmas, we celebrate the coming of the redeeming Lord and Savior, the Son of God himself. In the Old Testament, in Isaiah, they say you call him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. He's present. Even God's name, I am. That's presence. That's, that, that I am who I say I am. I'm, I'm present. Think about it. God is present. Hallelujah. He's not past. He's not future. He is present, which means that in the past he was present. In the future he'll be present because he's the same today 
as he will be tomorrow, as he was yesterday, because God does not change. We change every hour, every minute. Some of us got to call in a phone to get your heart rate checked. Some of you got to check your blood every hour. We change randomly. We got to change every time it comes 12 o'clock. Your stomach lets you know it's time to eat. We done changed. We were full. Now we running on empty. We change, but God never changes. And so because he wants us to be in his presence, to know him in all eternity and all power and all love, he gave us this great gift, his presence. So let us reflect on the Lord's love towards us as we look at this text today coming from Luke, uh, the first chapter, looking at verses 39 to 45. We're going to look at the blessing of God's presence. And God choosing to have a relationship with us, so we're going to look at how he blesses us. And, and here's some blessings here to observe here in this text. One of the blessings to observe is the blessing of birth. It's a blessing just to have a baby. I got a few amens in here. Some of y'all carrying the baby, so you're saying that now. <laughs> but it's a blessing to have the baby. It's a blessing for a baby to have a family. It's a blessing to be chosen by God. There's a blessing of having the Holy Spirit, and there's a blessing of the presence of Jesus. If you fell asleep as I continue on, that's what we're going to highlight in this text. Being available for the blessing of God is what else we're going to highlight in this text. Because those who were blessed had to be available for the blessing. And, and so here it is that in order for you to be available, we're going to talk about humility in this text. But yet also to be available, it involves faith. Faith to help us to grab this is another text I want to use. Hebrews 11 chapter verse 6 says that it teaches us how we have to have faith. It says this, that, and it is impossible to please God without faith. Anyone who wants to come to him must believe that God exists and that he rewards those who sincerely seek him. So my encouragement for you today to be in his presence is to seek him and to seek him believing that he is. Believe what? That he is. Believe that he is God. So in God's presence, we're going to look how nothing is impossible. So, and before we get to our text, I want us to give a little background, okay? So, we are picking up with Elizabeth, Elizabeth. And so, Elizabeth is a relative of Mary. We find out who Elizabeth is because Mary gets visited by the same angel Gabriel that visited Zechariah, Elizabeth's husband. Zechariah was told that in his old age, he was going to have a baby. That's a blessing to have a baby. But also in this blessing, we find out in your old age and in her dead womb, there's going to be life. Tell your neighbor, that's another blessing. And so in this blessing that they are going to have a baby, then the angel goes by and stops by a virgin and tells her you about to have a baby she's like wait a minute i'm betrothed i'm about to get married i'm not married i'm still a virgin how can this be the holy spirit will overshadow you and he will bless you and fill you up hallelujah and says this if you don't believe what i'm telling you your relative who you know got a dead womb is with child now Say what? So she running down, called her an Uber, called her a Lyft, and got a ride down to check out her cousin. Say, hey, cuz, what's up? All of a sudden, the atmosphere shifted. That's where we pick up our text. 
That was semi during translation. The Bible says, A few days later, Mary hurried to the hill country of Judea, to the town where Zechariah lived. She entered the house and greeted Elizabeth. At the sound of Mary's greeting, Elizabeth's child leaped within her, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Elizabeth gave a glad cry and exclaimed to Mary, God has blessed you above all women, and your child is blessed. Why am I so honored that the mother of my Lord should visit me when i heard your greeting the baby in my womb jumped for joy you are blessed because you believed that the lord will do what he said i pick it up here because mary was told by the angel in new living translations 137 says for the word of god will never fail new american standard says it this way luke 1 verse 37 for nothing will be impossible possible with God. In other words, they're saying that you think because you're a virgin, you can't have baby. Well, catch this out. I made a dead womb give birth to a baby. Man was old. Wife was old. They gave up having children, but yeah, I gave them life. You think I can't give you life? And so now with joy within her, she goes to find out how God can do the impossible. And when she walks into the room, notice how everything starts changing just because of his presence. Notice who's present. Who's present? Who's present? It tells us that Mary is present and her baby is present. I'm going to let that meditate for a moment. Elizabeth is present, and the baby is present. Let that imagine a little bit. So already, before the children have been given birth, they are alive. I'm trying to be nice. And here it is. The text tells us that when Mary entered the room, Everything was still the same. But when she opened up her mouth and greeted the household, blessed the household, the atmosphere shifted. We, we read earlier about John the Baptist preparing the way, and it says that he will be filled with the Holy Spirit in his mother's womb. But notice closely here in the text, as soon as Mary spoke, the baby jumped and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. How can all this happen at this moment and at this time? Because of his presence. See, God can take what's impossible for us. And make it possible. A virgin with baby. A dead womb with baby. Filled with the Holy Spirit. And it's something that how they come and joy fills the room. Joy fills the room because love is in this place. Love came down and found himself in the Virgin Mary with the relative. But notice the text gives you a context here. It says they went to the, to the hill country of Judah, the hillside of Judea. Letting you know that he's coming from the tribe of Judah. 
to us, that may not mean anything to us, but the prophecy says that the lion of the tribe of Judah will come to redeem his people. And so here, here how, how you find out Mary is a relative of Elizabeth. I mean, she's a relative of the tribe of Judah. King David comes from the tribe of Judah. 42 generations here. And so here it is that the prophecy got her so excited. Uh, she goes to confirm this prophecy by testing out what the angel had told her, Gabriel told her. Go and check out for yourself, your relative. She's with child. And so she goes and she finds out how God's word does not fail. If God told this barren woman that she's going to have child, surely if he told me who's a virgin, I'm going to have child, it's going to happen. Are you familiar with, with numbers that says God is not a man that he shall lie, no the son of man that he shall repent? Are you understanding that how God says it is going to be done? So God basically is letting us know that if God says something, it's going to be done. We say it's a promise, but yet we don't have the power or the potential to make everything happen like we say it's going to happen. But yet if God says it, it's going to happen. That's why he let us know the power of his word before anything else. Before You notice how the Bible opens up. The Bible lets you know who God is. It says, in the beginning, God. If you forgot anything, let you know, I've been in the beginning. And then I want you to know, before everything else was, I was. I was over the void and the darkness, and therefore I made something for you. I said, let there be, and everything that you know came into existence. And so if you lose anything else, don't lose sight that God's presence causes everything else to be present. Because of his character and his nature, things just shift in the atmosphere. Uh, it's not in this text, but if you keep on reading through the Gospel of Luke, just when Jesus shows us his demons fall down and worship him. So in the presence, he walks into the room. The baby jumps. Elizabeth is filled with the Holy Spirit, confirming what she was told that God has filled her up. But then look what happens. Elizabeth confirms what God has already told her. You are blessed. Now, now look a little closer here. Mary's a virgin. So she should not be with child. How would Elizabeth know she's with child when the angel Gabriel just left? Uh, this, this was before Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. She did not have a live feed of what's going on. Oh, I like that. Look at that angel. He looked good. He looked good. None of that was going on. All of a sudden, how did she find it? It says she was filled with the Holy Spirit and says, Lord, I'm blessed just by your presence. Notice that you didn't give me anything else, but you gave me joy, and that was enough. I was at a few more witnesses in this place that could understand. Just the joy of being in your presence was enough for me to say, Lord, you've been good to me. You look what she says. She says, the, the mother of my Lord has come to visit me. Oh, glory be to God. Then she was able to give a prophetic message to encourage Mary. It says, because you believed. Hallelujah. Because you believed. Mm, you are blessed. So do you understand that? 
in God's presence, in God's presence, we are blessed in his presence. But in order to get in his presence, we have to be like Mary and Elizabeth. We have to have humility. We have to submit and surrender to the will of God. Notice how Mary, in, in early in the text, Mary says, as you will, Lord, I, I, I receive. Elizabeth was found faithful by God to be blessed to be the carrier of John. And she had to raise John in obedience so that John would know how to live the vow that he was given and prepare the way for the people in the wilderness to receive the Lord. And so here it is that when you look at the power uh, in his presence and the Holy Ghost power, you see that it was because Jesus was there, things shifted, things changed. And so here's the, joy, here's the power we want to look into. What happens when God shows up? Because if we humble ourselves, we prepare ourselves for him to move in our life. We prepare ourselves to allow him to have his way. His way is better than our way. He is a potter. We are to claim mold us and shape us, Lord, have thine own way. And so when we allow God to move in our lives, it changes the direction that we were headed. Notice that John, uh, John's parents were, were okay not having any children. Now they become parents. It changed your lifestyle. Mary was a virgin before she got married, is told that she's going to have a child, change her lifestyle. So here it is that God will change us, but it's going to be for our benefit. It's going to be for us to receive his blessing because he knows what's best for us. Can you tell me he knows what's best for us? But yet here's the other aspect I want to grab here that we have Mary, Elizabeth, and Jesus present and the Holy Spirit. Now, we know from Acts second chapter, verse 38, Peter tells them to repent and be baptized so that you can receive the Holy Spirit. We, we, we want to receive the Holy Spirit now by us confessing Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. Notice here, Elizabeth already confessed. Y'all see that in the text? My Lord. Oh, hallelujah. Aren't you glad you can make it personal? My Lord. If he's your Lord, he could be my Lord. Hallelujah. And so here it is that we too must confess Jesus Christ as our Lord when we receive the Holy Spirit. Oh, hallelujah. And so to, to walk in his submission and humility, we walk in his presence, to live in his presence, to do the will of God. And then last, I want to talk about the joy in his presence. Verse 43 and 45 says, why am I so honored that the mother of my Lord should visit me? When I heard your greeting, the baby in my womb jumped for joy. Uh, Look what she says to Mary. You are blessed because you believe that the Lord would do what he said. Notice how the blessing of the Lord's presence in his mother's womb changed everything. She said, the sound of your greeting. Here's the thing that gripped me about this, just the sound of the greeting. I, I was thinking about how Jesus later on in this same book, you know, uh, does great things by speaking. He tells blind to see and 
the dumb to hear, the lame to walk. Your sins are forgiven. And I started thinking about the power of his word. Uh, Think about what happened when he went to the tomb, right? When he went to the tomb of Lazarus, he says, Lazarus, come forth. At the sound of his word, what was dead came to life. Do you understand how the power of the word of God can change hopeless situations to have hope? That he can take sickness and it will vanish. We have testimonies right here in this church. People said they had a cancerous spot. They had this. They go back. They say it's gone. Is that not God? The doctor don't know what happened. But you can tell her I know what happened. I took her to the one who can do something about it. Hallelujah. He don't need to do any research, run any races to cure. I just got to call on the, I have one more witness in here. Call on the name of the Lord and he is able. And so here it is that they understood that it's just the presence of your voice. He acknowledged it was just your greed and that, that changed something within me, that the baby jumped for joy. Anybody here been filled with the spirit that you just had to jump and shout? That God has got within you. You said, Lord, I got to bless you anyhow. I got to worship you anyway. There's joy in his presence. Now, remember I said with the last time, if you want to change a situation, just start worshiping him. The psalmist says that he inhabits the worship and the praise of his children. Now, do you want to see the system shift in your life? Just, just start worshiping and blessing. So, Lord, I'm going to serve you until I die. He can take your, your sadness and, and change. It into gladness. He can take dark days and turn them into light. He can take death and bring it back to life because our God is able, hallelujah, to do it. Uh, now unto him who's able to present us, hallelujah, with exceedingly joy. Anybody here want joy? Because he's got joy when he's going to present you before himself because you are his prize. You are his treasure. You are precious to him. You are his inheritance. Heritage. He's coming back to get you. He loves you so much. Uh, he won't leave you behind. He's coming back to get you. And glory and hallelujah. Good dad of Zion. Uh, and those that have gone on before us, we'll be able to see them again uh, because he loves us so much. Uh, we're going to have a family reunion, Pastor Price, uh, up there in heaven. Uh, forever hello and never goodbye. Because in his presence, uh, we can find joy in this dark world. So let us celebrate with joy this Christmas season. And just being as proud, I encourage before you, open up the gifts. and You call the children down. Spend some time in his presence. Take some time and say, Lord, bless this place. May every gift remind us of the joy you give us. May we be grateful for everything that we receive. Because, Lord, you've been good at some things we don't deserve that you give to us. So let us not be concerned about, is there a receipt so I can return this gift? But let us thank that, God, every morning, every day, brand new mercy and grace fall on me. I can still have joy because how great your love is towards us. So thank you for your love. Thank you for your grace. And we have all this love 
in a warm embrace in his presence. How can you give somebody a hug if they're not present? Don't we like how this says in Isaiah that he will hold the baby sheep in his bosom? Y'all remember Lazarus and the old man in the parable? Remember Lazarus uh, was by the dog named Moreover because Moreover licked his wounds? Some men cast that's all right. And yet it says he was found in Abraham's bosom to be in his embrace, to be in his loving embrace, to be in his presence because of his love. Let us pray. Father, we welcome.